Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to week four of the 2013 Ms. Cryptid Contest. Gentlemen, I am your host, David Flora, and with me tonight, my most excellent co-host, designer of over 200 beautiful cryptid museums in America and Greenland, Dave Art Deco Stecco. Hello, Mr. Flora. It's such a fun time, fun time to be here with you tonight. I'm so glad you could join us, Dave. Tell me, how are the museums doing? They are all looking so amazingly fantastic times. I am proud of each and every one of them. They are my children's and I hold them to my breast. <laughs> well, we would hold them to our breast too if we could. But <laughs> if we could, Dave. I'd slap you. They are mine children. <laughs> you see how I carry the metaphor further? <laughs> Dave, we have... We have four beautiful asterisk ladies tonight. Eins, zwei, drei, vier. That's correct. Uh, what do you think of week four's uh, selections? In this, the final week of the 2013 Miscripted Contest, we have an amazing smorgasbord of available contestants, each of them possessing a very different quality which we will find quite entertaining. I have looked into the future and all I see is amazing cryptids. Well, I've looked into the past. And all I see are amazing cryptids, Dave. <laughs> you and I are like paddling on a small boat in a sea of cryptids, and everywhere we look is more mystery, and I'm not at all upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, you are insouciant. So, this week, let us tell the audience who our four cryptids are. From the distant and often poorly understood Philippines comes the Aswang. From the land down under, we have the Spirit Mimi. In the Carolina portion of the United States, we have the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. Ooh, and from our friends in Finland, we have the Hisi. Okay then, super great. Then I guess we should waste no more time and dive into this amazing waters, but the water is actually mystery in the unknown, filled with cryptid ladies who we will choose from, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, Dave. Ladies and gentlemen, this is week four of the 2013 Miss Contest. By Schneeglefarts. Hey everybody, what's <laughs> up? I am David Flora. <laughs> I'm... I'm Dave Stecco. This is Blurry Photos. Welcome to the fourth week yeah. of our humongous, awesome, amazing, incredulous You know, it's contest. in week four and you really find out who the true athletes are. It's been a long, <laughs> grueling month and we're almost to the end. This is the home stretch here, people. <laughs> 
This is, uh, if you're a cryptid, this is probably the draw you want to get because yeah. you're going to linger mm-hmm. in everybody's mind the, the longest. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're you're going to be strongest going into the final elimination. Yeah, that's true. These guys are well rested. Mm-hmm. They come into mm-hmm. this uh, hitting strong, and uh, although you know for the finals, um, Bat Squatch is going to be well rested. Uh, for the final four. You know, uh, statistically speaking, there's such a thing as being too all-rested, David Flora. We looked back at 2007. We saw the same thing happen with Catarang. In uh, 2003, the uh, the burglar of Sleepy Billford uh, also fell victim to the same thing. Uh, so, you know, that you can be too rested. As long as Bad Squatch has his head on a swivel and is really keeping up his cardio, he should perform well. By the way, if I can't find the... <laughs> What was it, the burglar? This, I think it was the the the, the burglar of New Bilford, Sleepy Bilford, Sleep, the sleeper of New of Bilford. <laughs> we don't even remember. <laughs> That's Bilford, Massachusetts, right? And I think there was also a cat you could throw called a catarang. Oh man, champions <laughs> all in their own right. <laughs> Aren't we all? So, uh, yeah, everybody, We I want to encourage you to uh, listen to this episode, finish it out, and then go on to blurryphotos.org yeah. and vote for your favorite one Yep. because these guys are going to be slugging it out with you, dear listener, choosing who emerges at the top of this mysterious, unknown, cryptid heap. There can be only one. That's right. This is, <laughs> we should have called it the Highlander uh, <laughs> trophy. Uh, uh, of goatmanness, <laughs> the goatlender, the goatlender. <laughs> then we could have added a sword to him instead of an axe. And by the way, if you vote, feel free to fill out uh, your first name and email for a chance to win a prize pack. That's right, including us. your very own replica Golden Goatman trophy. That's right. This will be the very same one presented to the winning cryptid. It's a, it's a replica of the one presented. It's, to yeah, the it's a replica of the very one. I keep forgetting to say that. I feel like I've done that many times. Then I'd have to make two identical trophies, and that's, that's more work than I'm willing to do. That's just a fact. You guys, this will be handcrafted one of a kind. <laughs> a turned on a lathe. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, he means spray painted. Yep. A lot. Uh, so yeah, check us uh, check us out on blurryphotos.org. Mr. Flora, say someone hates the internet, but they love the Twitter. Could they just tweet their vote to us? Oh, sure. Oh. I'm, I'm not going to be prissy about We're this. We're loosey-goosey. You know what? I want. I would love it if someone were to find a way to vote via StumbleUpon. <laughs> There's a you use the you use the the interest wrench on there. Yeah, that's how you. And then you you flip the the friend toggle. It puts you on the the poke list. Right, and, and from right. there you can initiate a twinkle chat. Oh God! And you can be friends with the idea. <laughs> yeah, then and join the thought group. Yeah, Jesus, we. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's how social media works. Yeah, guys. that is. That is. That's, that's. I mean, at least that's how I understand social yeah. media. To work. <laughs> exactly. Which is why we've got uh, a small but mighty army of listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked in a while. Uh, I'm. I am. I'm doing quite well. Anything uh, new? Uh, I got a bicycle. Mm-hmm. I've been biking a lot. I uh, I bike about a, a little over a hundred miles a week now. Jeez, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm into it. But, uh, you know, I get 12 miles round trip just for going to work every day. So that adds up. Yeah. So, but I'm into it. I, uh, I, it's a, that's what I do now. I'm a bicycler. I bought some pants with, um, strategic padding. <laughs> they're not, they're not tight bike shorts though. So sorry, ladies, you have to wait. 
Sorry, ladies. Use that brain of yours, though. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, go ahead and uh, Photoshop me into those tight shorts and send us uh, send us what you think's happening. It'd be great if somebody took our um, that Medieval Times picture and just put you in bike shorts. That there. would be great. Please. Uh, what have you been up to, Mr. Flora? Uh, I've been working on... Uh, we're on podcast stuff. Uh, I've been doing. Uh, I'm in a play, so that yes, opening yes. up. And, uh, uh, and what's that play called? Uh, it's called Autobahn. If I lived in Chicago, where would I go see that play, and when? <laughs> uh, Fridays at seven thirty at the Studio B. Not okay. much time to see it, but that's nice. That's it's 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 a it's a, a lightning strike. It's a viper of entertainment. Yeah, if you're bored and you're around here, you can now, see it. What if I like your comedy um, perspective and your voice? But I don't want to see you on stage at all. Is there any other way that I could sort of get your vision of comedy, but without seeing you on stage? Uh, and and by the way, I none of this was planned. Dave is, is pimping me into uh, yeah, I am. talking about my no, uh, nobody would do it. Nobody, no one with a functioning soul would do it for themselves. <laughs> Uh, I, I do have a, uh, a video production uh, team mm-hmm. that I work on. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we, we make videos with mm-hmm. uh, friends of ours in the city. It's called Corn Man Productions. If you go to YouTube and just look up Corn Man Productions, C-U-R-N-M-A-N, uh, you can see a bunch of videos that we put together, just uh, sketch silly stuff. So that's fun. Those are great. <laughs> I still haven't uh, I still haven't gotten through all of them. Yeah, there's almost 50 on there. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of videos. You've but been a busy little beaver. You're in the last one, though. I am. I am. I finally get to be on a video. I didn't throw up once. <laughs> and we're going to make more. We got more in, in the works. Just uh, Yeah, so check that out. One. So thanks. Thanks for bringing that up, though. Uh, but uh, we're not here for, for toggling each other's switches here. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're going to talk about cryptids. We got four yeah. uh, uh, brand spanking fun cryptids. Let's march these painted hussies up onto the stage and start poking them with sticks. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, going to start with the Mimi. <laughs> the screaming Mimi? Nope, just uh, the Mimi. Okay. Going to take a trip down to Australia. Australia, we love you. We we already have visited the Bunyip, mm-hmm. uh, but we couldn't get through a cryptid contest without... Uh, going to the great continent of Australia to, right. to throw out some more stuff. It, it wouldn't be world-class competition exactly. unless we did. I'm going to talk about uh, the Mimi, which are spirit beings from the Arnhem Land region of the Northern Territory of Australia. Yep. They are from the folklore of the indigenous Australians of the region. Also sometimes referred to as the Aborigines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are described as having tall, extremely thin, elongated bodies with mm-hmm. spindly arms and legs. And uh, they're so thin that they're in danger of being broken or carried away by the wind. They would probably be pretty comp- uh, competitive then just in a regular beauty contest. <laughs> if, if this was just... Not like- mine, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not mine. <laughs> You may have I like seen them. some shaped like a woman. Thank you very much. <laughs> you may have seen them in the latest Victoria's Secret catalog. Boo! Right. <laughs> I made a fart sound and the the stool squeak. Right. Um, I was just thinking. That. So uh, because of this, they only come out on still nights, right? You know, they make their homes in rock crevices and uh, caves. Makes good sense. Yeah, and uh, they are said to to have families. So the, so it's not just like you know one or two. It's it, it's not like all those Irish cryptids that are running around with just guys. <laughs> just yeah, just the one. <laughs> um, uh, so so they're they're kind of like very. Remember the littles? Yeah, 
they're, they're like the littles, but they're very thin and they don't have tails. And tall. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not little at all. Terrible example, Dave. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> they're they're generally harmless, but uh, occasionally they can be mischievous, and it's best to warn them of your approach if you're if you know you'll be uh, uh, gracing in any of their presences. They were they were pretty nice to the uh, the original aboriginals. Uh, that's true. Yeah, well, and and I'll get to that in just a just a minute. I, I do want to say they they are friendly, but if if you harm them or uh, if you harm a wallaby, you know, or some animal of the region, uh-huh. uh, they do attack. Apparently, okay. There is the thought that they may be the souls of primordial people who once lived in the region before the coming of the Aboriginal people. Oh, okay. So All they're, right. they're pre-Aborigines. Uh, they supposedly, and this is what you just mentioned, they supposedly taught the Aborigines such things as how to hunt, how to use fire, how to cook, how to paint and dance and sing. So, wow. Yeah, they, they knew what they were doing. So it sounds like they like to work hard and play hard. <laughs> That's right. They probably had mullets. And th- and they uh, they did it with art, not just with recreational drugs, no. and not just with flipping each other's toggles. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get sued by stumble upon for slander, which would be awesome. That means that, that there's someone listening. You you know you made it when um, yeah, the right. internet when the, yeah, attacks you, you. Yeah, you're not cool until you get sued. The most interesting thing about them, I think, uh, they're said to be responsible for the first rock paintings yeah. in Australia. They date these paintings to about 40,000 years ago. Many of these rock paintings exist all over northern Australia and uh, other parts that's not just contained in northern Australia. They're Mm -hmm. they're everywhere, but there's a lot of them in the northern part. Uh, And there are many drawings of these Mimi spirits. And they're believed to be self-portraits created by the Mimi. Oh, okay. And th- now that's interesting because there is such a, the, the Aboriginal cave paintings are so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you, you could show someone 10 different cave paintings from around the world and people will always be able to point out which ones are the Australian ones. So that's, that's, that's all Mimi. That's Mimi craft right there. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what I got on the, on the Mimi. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I didn't find anything that said that people are encountering them today mm-hmm. like uh, there hasn't been a, a mimi attack or, or anything like that 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 i could find uh, of course our friends from australia may, may be able to give us some idea <laughs> if that is still going on or not but to me it is uh interesting in the tales that have been passed down and the cave paintings themselves that's yeah. actual physical evidence uh but n- that's not to say it's physical evidence that these things existed it's just that these tales oh here are these uh these spirit folk these uh, creatures that that were here uh, that taught Aborigines this and that. Here's what they looked like, and this is what you know. All these tales are going to be passed down through the years about about these these things that I find really interesting about them. Yeah, that is that is awesome, and I, I I like the Mimi because it's it's kind of unique in that it it's not one of those oh it's usually uh, pretty dormant. Sometimes if you do something wrong, it'll mess with you. Like these guys were really really helpful. Yeah. Active participants in in giving these guys important skills that mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah. It was really great of them. Yeah, and um, again with them saying, well, these uh, these may be part of what was here before even uh, you know the indigenous what we call indigenous uh, peoples of of Australia. I mean, that's that's a long time at forty thousand years. Yeah, that ain't that's no, a good chunk of change. That ain't no game, dog. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the Mimi. Pretty I'm, cool. Yeah, I'm into it. 
Well, Mr. Flora, I don't want you to be too jet lagged, so we're just going to take a quick hop, skip, and a jump north of Australia to the Philippines. Yay! We are returning to the Philippines. Yeah, yeah we are. Uh, nice to be back. The, I'm telling you, it's like Japan and then the Philippines as far as amazing cryptids. <laughs> uh, the Aswang, which is probably pronounced Aswang or something like that, but it's too much fun to, to not say Aswang. So that's what I'm saying. That's a very American uh, yep. take a- on it. Ass wang. Welcome to the Philippines. This is the ass wang. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> you said du- peen. You want, me, want me to go three deep on it? Uh, it's a funny name because it's doing double duty. And then I said duty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Now, right, now, now it's, yeah, now it's time to pay attention because this thing will fuck you up sideways. <laughs> uh, the Aswang is amazing. This really could be, this one snuck into the contest because <laughs> we could easily do an entire episode just about the Aswang. Yeah. Aswang. Aswang. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to stop saying Aswang. Just won't. Uh, I, I, I already acknowledge that I'm mispronouncing it and I refuse to stop. Send the police. You're welcome. Yeah, send the police after me. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. This this thing is deserving of its own podcast. We might tackle it in in the future. Just the lore of it and and the the history in the region is is very rich. Yeah, dating back a long time. This is like the king of the Filipino boogeyman. Yeah, because right. I, this it's it's almost like at its its own internal family tree. There's like the classic Aswang and then there's like the regional versions of the Aswang yep. and its powers and everything. So we'll just start the with we'll start with with your basic garden variety boilerplate Aswang. Okay. Um it is a uh vampire werewolf combination. Mm-hmm. That uh it's known for uh being a carrion eater it eats the dead. Um it's sometimes called the ball ball and it uh, in some versions, is a human woman by day, and then at night it uh, transforms. In some versions, it can transform at will, and it mm-hmm. it has that. We're hearing this with just about everything, shape shifting. Right, it can shape shift whenever it wants. Things that it, it can tra- shape shift into, like a cat or a bird or a dog or a pig. It can whatever it feels like. Sure. Uh, some of the some of the representations online of this thing are terrifying. There was one where it's like half bat vampire, half spider looking thing. I mean, it's and it is nasty. Yeah, it's it's known in every region uh, of the Philippines except the uh, region called Ilocos. Yeah, so apparently. go there for your vacation <laughs> if you would want an asswing free vacation. But there are are many many versions of it, and it and it all depends on you know each region, each region's folklore. Mm-hmm. And uh, the culture of, of each individual kind of, I guess, island and around there. Now, one one of the consistencies is that it likes organ meat. It's mm. it's a, it's an organ feeder. Uh, it 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 will not only suck the blood of its victims, but it likes to devour. Uh, particularly, the liver mm. is mentioned a lot, and the heart is mentioned a lot. And sometimes, I don't know, how about an unborn fetus? Yeah, that's like a that's like candy to them. Yep. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the tales describe this long proboscis that uh, it uses to um, suck the fetus out. So, so uh, with that, it, uh, it it's kind of like the uh, chon chon, where it prefers to to prey on things like children, the ill, the elderly, and then uh, pregnant women, the unborn fetuses. Pretty bad 
Apple here. Yeah, these things, I mean, they will, uh, in one version of it, they will take someone and then create a, like a double. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah a of, doppelganger. Kind yeah, of. kind of a doppelganger out of like sticks and twigs and vines and stuff. Yeah. And the doppelganger will like shamble back to where it's the victim. Yeah, yeah, shamble back home while the asswing makes away with the victim. And then the two of them will expire at the same time. Yeah. The uh like, who's fooled by the by this by the stick <laughs> monster that just comes like oh, I just came home, leave me alone. <laughs> That's kind of spooky itself because not only is there like this supernatural stick monster in your house, right? But but you also are simultaneously coping with the fact that what you're watching is a stopwatch on your loved one's life. Yeah, and as soon as they get home, they start to become sick and then they die. Man. Yeah, this uh, the the Oswong is is very, uh, <laughs> and and this is why this is why it is like you said the the king of of Filipino boogeymen because even uh, even today it is uh, prevalent in the culture. People oh, yeah. people believe in them. If, there's movies made about there's them. Movies. <laughs> one of one of the most recent movies. I don't know if you saw this or not, but it's called Tick Tick, which is. Uh, Another. I, I didn't look. I saw there were some YouTube clips, but I didn't look at them. It's it's another um, either either another kind of like a slang term for them, or or kind of like a, a sound that they may make. Right. Yeah. But the movie's called Tick Tick, and it stars the amazing Filipino actor Ding Dong Dantes. Oh, so they're like, thank if you, you're Philippines. Gonna, if yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a movie about an ass wang, get Ding Dong in here. That's awesome. Now his name. He wasn't born Ding Dong Dantes. Well, no, nobody is. You he has actually it. like five names. You suit, you seek it out. But uh, the he got the nickname exactly how you think he did. So, are you serious? Yeah, actually, I mean, <laughs> you, did you research the actor in the movie? Yes, I did. Wow, because <laughs> I was like, wait, there's an actor named Ding Dong. How did he get this name? And it's because. I guess he got this, uh, you know, this throng of girls that were buying these shirts that say, I want to touch your ding dong, Dantes. Wow. And so he's like, that's the perfect name to go by from now on. Holy crap. Well, okay. You know what? He's making lemonade. (laughs) Amazing. So anyway, you, you go on. A couple of, I, it's, it's as, and as we go through this, I mean, I love all the different things that people tack onto this in one version of it. Uh, the Aswang is a woman with a long black tongue and she has holes in her armpits, which contain oil, which gives her the power of flight. Yeah. Are they like rocket holes? <laughs> do they burn? Is it yeah. burning what's, the, what's oil? the oil do? I, uh, there, 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 uh, this is, Oh, I just, I just blew up. I just exploded. There's so many versions uh, of this, yeah, that uh, it's it's kind of like dealer's choice on what which one you like the best because some of them have wings, some of them have bat wings, some of them have bird wings, some of them apparently have burning oil armpits. You know, that's how they get around. <laughs> you know, it gets them from A to B. It ain't classy, but you know, it does, beats does riding the bike. Does its jab. Um, so there are numerous ways to become Oswongs as well. Um, one of which, speaking of armpits, was taking fertilized chicken eggs or or duck eggs and sticking them in your armpits and staring at the moon until the eggs disappeared and then you became an Oswong. So you got to choose it. You, you can choose you it. You have to want it. You can, but uh, uh, you can also be bitten or get the saliva of, of them in your bloodstream. 
Zombie rules apply. Oh well, vampire rules. Okay. In that in that respect, I think uh, you know, with the the puncturing of the neck to suck out blood. If you survive, then you may become one yourself. And wow, I mean, it's just that's some of the regions. Not all of them say that. Now, Flora, you got some you got some history on these bad boys. I do, and this is uh, this is going to get into some socio uh, psychology. You're going to get real racist on it all of a sudden. No, okay, no. just making sure because. No, I'm not going to get racist on it. I've got one of those tombstone-style shotguns slung underneath the desk here. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Heard you the first time. Went into the king. <laughs> <laughs> Savvy. <laughs> Hold on, Ike. <laughs> Shut, up. Shut up. Shut up, Ike. <laughs> Frederick f***ing Chopin. <laughs> We're doing a whole episode about tombstone. Uh, so here's some history for you. So the Spanish friars used uh, propaganda about the indigenous beliefs when they when they came over to colonize the the Philippines, mm-hmm. and they did that to convert the natives to Catholicism. Thereby, they made many things unChristian and evil. Yeah, and uh, folkloric creatures such as the Oswong uh, were deemed by the church to be in league with the devil. What? I mean, with the Oswong, the the stories of it were prevalent before colonization in uh, the 16th century. But with the um, the missionaries coming in and stuff, they really started vilifying and demonizing what Oswongs were and, and how they operated. A part of this came from the pre-colonial spiritual leaders of the the regions were female, and they were called Babylon. And since this idea of having a, a, a female leader being a spiritual mm-hmm. leader, uh, since that threatened Catholic authority and dogma, priests accused the women healers of being Oswong, thus securing more clients for themselves in terms of uh, medicine. If people were sick, they started going to the priest instead of the Babylon. And uh, if they needed any kind of spiritual counseling... They're, they're the priests, and it's, do you want to go to an Oswong, or do you want to go to a priest, right? Right. There was also some political dissent uh, that was often led by women, and uh, and they would they would lead uh, rebellions or raids at night because they lacked the modern weapons that the Spaniards had or, you know, the people in power were, were bringing, so they, they used the nighttime to their advantage. And so the Spaniards demonized women to suppress this uh, political dissent. So there was a lot of misogyny going on, and this is why you have uh, you start getting stories of Oswang being more female most of the time, or more more Oswang were female than not, things like that. And and some of the monsters and and the the creatures of the folklore started becoming uh, female, kind of like the witch in uh, um, the burning times. Yeah. People started becoming very fearful for, you know, just any and everything. If, if something seemed out of place, Oswong. Oswong did it. Oswong did it. Boogeyman, telling you. They were, yeah, and stories of them were also told to children as cautionary tales. Yeah, because it was said to uh, to prey on people, on tr- people who were traveling alone after dark. Right, right. The so after was, dark thing became yeah. big. And people didn't want their children, you know, wandering off or, or being stupid, acting out, acting acting fools. But um, they knew what was happening in the United States in the 20s, and they didn't want their kids to pull those shenanigans. <laughs> History of a Halloween. It's an early yeah, episode. Go, go listen it to it. 
But anyway, that's a little bit of how the the Aswang uh, has been ingrained in the culture. Yeah. And people literally, like, there's a lot of information about this. I I would encourage you to go. There's a great documentary on it uh, that is you can find on YouTube. I don't know if you, you had a chance to watch it or not. but I Just just for a second. It's, it's, uh, it's actually really uh, well done. Somebody went... To uh, to the Philippines, to the region, and and you know talk yeah, to I, people. And I read some interviews with the with the uh, the guy who made that movie, and and his his perspective on it was amazing. Like just that he was like, I the more I heard about it, the more I had to learn about it. Sure, yeah, and and he shows just you know, it's it's in the culture so much that people will laugh at you if you believe in ghosts, but then they'll be like, dude, I got to get home. It's it's dusk. You know, yeah. I can't be out because of Oswongs. <laughs> Aswang's going to get me. Part of it, you know, the like you said, shape shifting and stuff. If if people saw a, a a dog or a pig that was maybe oversized or or out of place, it shouldn't have or been just there. acting weird, just giving you the stank eye. Then yeah, they they freak out because you know this thing could could fly fly right at you and suck your blood, get all up in your grill. Man, I I, I think we covered it. I well, think, I, I tell I, you I, what, I believe, I believe we've given a pretty accurate picture. Of the Philippine Aswang. I, I, we can't get out of it, though, without me telling you how to uh, protect oh, yourself. Oh, I've got that. I've got it. This time I did it. Well, well do you, do I you have wanna, the antidote. You want to you go for yeah, it? Yeah, I'm really proud of myself for this because this time, and only this time, and I'll never do it again, I have the antidote. Let's hear it. All right. Things you can do to get rid of an Aswang. Some of, they range from the exciting to the duh, the no doy. Yeah. Uh, beheading. <laughs> they call him no doy. <laughs> if the he... dust of life. What? Uh, Miss Saigon. <laughs> Theater. <sighs> uh, you can behead an asswang. Oh. That'll work. You take the That's head it? off. Yeah. Just take its head off. That's all you gotta do. Don't forget your machete. Hey, machete. <laughs> Do you ever see machete? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, I did. I heard it was pretty good. Oh, that's all right. Okay. Muchete, muchete does not text message. That's important. Danny Trejo. Yeah, he was awesome. Here's one that you wouldn't see coming. You can swear it to death. Well, not to death, but you can swear it down. If you just start berating it, it'll actually back down. Well, we're set. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm I'm loaded at all times. Yeah, you can actually emotionally devastate an ass swang. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, by the way, I'm pretty sure this list that I'm working off of is just made up by somebody. Don't care. <laughs> Wait, is that Yahoo Answers? <laughs> almost. Almost. It's somebody's blog. You can also burn an ass wang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, fireworks. That's a classic. Sure. Few things won't burn. Vampires <laughs> won't burn. But this is. This is. This will burn. They're flammable. Nice. Also, uh, hot sauce, salt, garlic. Acidic things, very effective against an asswang. I've also heard ginger. Yeah. Uh, with with these, like, uh, hand in hand with the vampire tales, uh, garlic is huge. Right. People, you, apparently they hang garlic cloves and bulbs all over the place, even going so far as to uh, put them under the pillow in your hotel room. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't want garlic pillows. <laughs> well, I, don't, I like garlic. I'm canceling I my vacation. Oh, don't the aswang threat is too great. No, go to Ilocos. Oh, that's right. I can go there. What do you got? Well, how how would you keep us safe? Well, I'll tell you. There's a couple ways you can tell them if if you can't just tell. Mm -hmm. Look in their eyes. 
stare okay. deep, get all weird about it. Mm-hmm. If your reflection is upside down in their eyes, Oswang, get a bottle of coconut oil and plant stems. and Just keep it in your pocket. We'll have somebody say a special prayer over it. Okay. And it will boil if an Oswang is near. Whoa. So keep it in a pocket that you can jettison quickly because that'll burn you. Yeah, yeah, if it's boiling. Holy water seems to, uh, uh, in some places, affect them. In some places, it doesn't. Ooh. Same with crucifixes. Ew. But uh, you can also... If it's all you got, give it a shot, but don't rely on it. It's not as good as the coconut water plant stems blessing bottle. <laughs> they can be killed by stake, apparently. Nice. Classic vampire. Classic okay. vampire. So, that, I mean, that's what I got. But real quick, motherfuckers, make your sights with a white background and black letters. Don't make them with a black background and white letters. <laughs> it's f***ing annoying. <laughs> it's hard to read. It gives you a headache, <laughs> and it doesn't look cool. No, it's so much spookier, dude. Is it's, it? It's the opposite of what you expect. Yeah, that's right. What I expect is to go and find some information and not get a goddamn headache. This is easily the most you've sworn in a 17-second period since we started the podcast, and I love that it's typography that has set you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick. This is not the first cryptid that we've gone no, that's through. that's true. Website layout is important, people. If, if, what you, if what you're trying to tell people is important to you, then take the time to lay out your webpage carefully and with real thought about the reader. Exactly. Don't make an artistic statement. Nobody gives a f- and don't don't just think because you've got actual information you're and you're a step ahead of the f***ing channelers and the new agers that you are going to be fine and let's just make this a little different so that people like no people won't like it they'll think you're a f***ing idiot and they'll think that you made this thing in 1992 which they may have keep in mind it's it is 1992 in a lot of other countries like netscape still rules like mongolia <laughs> and estonia anyway all right, so rant over. <laughs> oh, and ah. that's over. <laughs> well, maybe maybe uh, a little extra air travel will help you out, Mr. Flora. Where yeah. are we going to now? Well, let's go to Finland. It's the country for me. Finland, Finland, Finland. And we are going to has it all. talk to... You're so near to Russia, so far from Japan, quite a long way from Cairo, <laughs> lots of miles from Vietnam, Finland, Finland, Finland. I used to listen to a lot of Monty Python. I, I bet you did. <laughs> I wonder if our, our friends in Finland uh, uh, get f***ing tired of that. <laughs> You know, you know what? I think that it's probably passed into like kitsch. Now. Yeah, it's like okay, I get it. Right. I mean, like in '84, they're like, "Shut up, <laughs> shut up, shut up." No, we don't hit people with fish. Leave right. us alone. Leave um, us alone. That's how they sound. I don't know how it goes. No one knows. They're mysterious people. So uh, we're talking about the Hisi in uh, Finland. Now, this one, uh, this one's interesting. This mm-hmm. one. This one's kind of on the tail of what we just talked about with the Oswang. Originally, Hisi was one of the 12 sons of Kalava and was a giant in ancient mm-hmm. times. Hisi protected the sacred grove of sacrifice in Finnish folklore. He was uh, uh, helped by a smaller number of what were called Hidet. Finland friends, please forgive us for uh, if we're murdering the pronunciation. Uh, but take the opportunity to write in and tell us uh, phonetically how to spell these. You you know what? No, I'm going to take a different track on this. I know you are, because you've been saying asswang for the past half hour. 
<laughs> I guarantee we have not one Finnish <laughs> listener. So we can say what everyone, everyone from I, Finland is an escaped animal rapist. I, I disagree. Everyone. I disagree because I can see a map overlay of uh, who downloads the podcast. And we have oh. had some Finnish hits. Oh, boy. Retract. Retract. No, we were talking about the Swedish. <laughs> no, the Estonians. That's right. That's who we always, I was picking on earlier. Yeah. I wonder if Netscape can load blurryphotos.org. <laughs> so uh, it was, uh, Hesi was a force spirit, a nature guardian originally, yep. uh, which was a uh, pagan, right? Uh, the, the chief, this, some of this information, I'll, I apologize because it's a little confusing because of what we're going to get to in just a second. Oh. Some of the stuff has been kind of uh, <laughs> played with and, and uh, bastardized. But Which uh, is weird because everything else we've ever produced on this web on this uh, podcast is is just pure straight up black ref- and white refined perfect science. Yeah. So All factual data. The chief's name was Hisi, but the Hidet uh, later became uh, Hisi plural. So Hisi was one guy Later, it, they become uh, uh, multiple. It becomes uh, like the Mimi. Right. So if you if you see one Hisi, that's a Hisi. If you see three Hisis, that's a Hidet. There, you got a Hidet. Yeah, on but your then hands. they they start calling them Hisi as well. So it's like sheep sheep. What? <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that's that's what I found. Anyway, no, no, because the the Finnish nursery rhyme is if you see three Hisi. It's not he see you add a D and a T. When Wait. when <laughs> were you taught that? Was about, this uh this eight, growing up in but, Finland? But, but yeah. Ages three to five. <laughs> yeah. At that time you you spent in Finland? Yeah. Add the D I T. That's how they teach you so that you know the difference between a he see and a he debt. I just made up a nursery. <laughs> <laughs> so uh as Christianity began to take hold in the area. Like it does. Like it do, the creatures began to be described as demonic or goblin or troll-like, malicious, rowdy, and uh, just just plain evil. Wow, so this is like the anti-hero story. These guys started out being great, and they just get crappier over time. Apparently. Now, the name Hisi became synonymous with the devil himself. What? So uh, Hisi, uh, I think uh, in today can... Uh, is, is kind of like a, a profanity term. It, uh, it either means something like uh, hell or the devil, you know, or something like that. People use it uh, as profanity in a way. Descriptions of the Hesi became more disgusting. Uh, Using lots of, just lots of swears and references to excrement. Just <laughs> filthy. Including being beardless and ugly. Uh, having lopsided eyes with no eyelids. Rude. And dressed in the uh, the tattered rags of a scoundrel. A scoundrel! Now, uh, Hisi could be tiny or giant, depending on uh, whoever's trying to... Fu- uh, your shit. <laughs> so, everything's ucking with our shit. Uh, and they lived in rough terrain, like uh, crevasses, boulders, mountains. Yep, pretty much wherever you'd run across one. Now, I've got a, I've got a fun fact for you. Oh, shoot it. So uh, amongst the, the in, in, in charting the Heesey's fall from grace, it is currently just straight up even uh, translated uh, as, as goblin now. now. Now they're just considered to be goblins so much so 
that in uh, the Finnish translations of uh, J.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, every time it says goblin, it actually says hisi in that uh, hmm. in that translation. But orcs, that's a different. That's orky or something Orca, like that. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, the even in the Lord of the Rings, hisi. Yeah, that's uh that's pretty neat. Ble- bleeds on over Mr. Tolkien there. They um, apparently they travel in packs, being noisy and boisterous, and um, people uh, make sure not to leave their doors open on on certain nights because uh, Hisi could come in and steal something of value from you. And by Hisi, they just mean anyone <laughs> at all. <laughs> That's just somebody in tattered rags, so, so now looking like a scoundrel, came yeah. in and stole. From now me. Hisi is just translated as burglar or a uh, uh, felony burglar <laughs> classic that guy from in Billford <laughs> the Billford what? sleepy Billford burglar Sleep, sleeper from whatever it was so a uh, little little bit of protection for you uh, iron can uh, maybe protect you but what do you mean maybe well, does it or doesn't it they uh, the tales vary uh, either you can't be protected from them and you just uh, uh, avoid them, <laughs> or iron does its job. So if all you have is an iron pot, then swing it. Sure. Uh, you can also get a talisman uh, made of iron with a holy word inscribed on it and hang it over your door. Who would make that for me? You I'll, s- I'll do it. Okay. I knew there was a reason that you got ordained in the Finnish occult. <laughs> Best $20 on the internet you've ever spent. I wonder what that holy word is going to be. Orkai. Yep. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, again, this one uh, this one's heavy in the folklore, but uh, didn't find a lot uh, about anybody being attacked by a hisi or having their you know stuff stolen. Being like, up, oh, hisi got it. Yep, let the door open. So, finish uh, friends. If you, if you got any stories about hisi, uh, l- let us yeah. know. Or if it really is like a, a horrible profanity term, and we've just been saying f- over. over and over, right? Just then let beep us know. it on your own recognizance. <laughs> Uh, but I, Flora, full points for going to Finland. We hadn't been there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Where'd exactly. Go? The uh, we we need some uh, Scandinavian lore in there. Yeah, because they do have cool lore. Oh, it's all over the place. I mean, I'm a huge. Uh, I'm a huge fan of of uh, Norse stuff anyway, mm-hmm. and trolls and germs. That's <laughs> it. That's right. So uh, this one was. Uh, this one seemed fun. That's awesome. Well, you get to take your uh, your furs off. And uh, your your thermal Helly Hansen Scandinavian outdoor cold weather gear, because we're going to South Carolina. Woo, y'all! It's just nothing but pecan pies now. I don't think they're that southern. I don't. It's Georgia. Yeah, doesn't matter. It's the South. I'm from Colorado. What do you want from me? Oh, this uh, because I am in love apparently with anything that fell out of the an episode. Any any rejected Scooby Doo episodes. <laughs> And uh, in this in this case, we're going to be going with the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. Woo. Thunder Sound. Yeah, see, the I'm um, thank you Thunder Sound for being more confident than I was about it. Yeah, I have to say. Um, yeah, next time I'm gonna I'm gonna demand the Thunder Sound. I'm not gonna hope it shows up because that was a weak way to to ask for one. It's true. Um, I apologize, Thunder Sound. It gave you that one. Yeah, but thank thank you for showing up anyway. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. The Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp, also known as the Lizard Man of Lee County, depending on who's selling the t-shirts and where the money's going, apparently. <laughs> Lee County being in, in uh, kind of the heart of South Carolina. Yep. Yeah. 
it is a recent addition to the cryptid scene. True. Made its proud debut on June 29th, 1988, uh, when a 17-year-old was uh, driving home, had a tire blowout, had to pull over, and uh, just as he was putting that tire back on, he heard a noise behind him, uh-huh. a thumping, and to see this this seven-foot-tall reptilian creature just full straight run right at him. Mm-hmm. He gets in his car. Uh, I'm sure with the horror movie, you know, dropped the keys in the car, had to get it, was just doing that panic. Looking back and right. shaking the keys. Uh, and this thing then proceeds to wail on his car. He gets in the car. Yeah, he's in the car. He's safe. Door's locked. One very interesting thing that I I noticed it and I had not seen in any of my research anyone else pick up on it, went straight for the door handle. Yeah. Straight yeah. for the door handle. And everyone ignores that part. So it knew the door handle. Yeah. But failing that, it then just starts to beat the crap out of the front of the car, gets up on top of the car. It's got claws, three toes, three long claws, Mm -hmm. and it's puncturing through the sheet metal. I mean, it's wailing on it. And then things get like, like a 78 cop chase <laughs> where, <laughs> and he's just like fishtailing all over the road and the lizard man is hanging off the sides and he finally, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> he finally manages to ditch it after uh, going down the hills of San Francisco <laughs> through a fruit market and then two guys carrying a giant pane of glass <laughs> and then, <laughs> and the lizard man goes off a jump into like the bay. Yeah. And the last thing you see is him treading water, shaking his fist <laughs> as this poor 17-year-old drives home. Yeah. Um, so there's, I mean, you can look online. There are pictures of the guy's car. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a huge deal. And normally people would have just said, hey, no one believes you. Yeah, this kid's making yeah, you're, stuff you're up. you're 17. He, he did something wrong. But there was a huge rash of these sightings. Right after that. Uh-huh. Like all in the same time frame. So much so that the, I mean, like on the record, the sheriff's office said, well, well clearly... Like, we don't think you're all crazy because enough of you have done it. And they they even make this weird reference like, and some of you are even believable. Like, they, <laughs> there was like, oh, like one guy who we really trust finally saw something. So yeah. now it's on. Um, they believed it to be a bear, but they, huh. they, they mounted an investigation. They like went looking for it. Sure. And um, after not too long, then the sightings kind of petered out after that. There were uh, an occasional sighting here or there. There was like, I mean, and the whole thing just blew up. There was a million dollar reward for anyone who yeah. captured alive. Um, and that was uh, by a radio station. I'm sure the morning uh, zoo crew had, <laughs> they probably were, you know, having a lot of fun with it. Tito and Glenn in the morning. <laughs> oh, Tito and Glenn. 97X. <laughs> Now, South Carolina, look out this morning. Looks like we got ourselves a lizard man on oh, the loose. You guys know a lizard man out there in the swamp? <laughs> and it looks like it likes to beat up on your car, so uh, take the ex-wife's ride to work today. <laughs> so they, uh, everyone was trying to find this thing. Um, they, they found uh, some footprints, made plaster casts of it, sure. then decided not to send them anywhere because someone said that would be dumb. <laughs> Yeah, whoever they were going to send it to was like, um, I saw the picture. Don't bother. Yeah, yeah this, uh, they they talked to a biologist who was like, no, like, which which is the, the worst thing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can't identify what that is, so you probably shouldn't send that to anyone. <laughs> which all right, yeah. Oh no, that's that's a that's a three toed sloth. So send that to FBI. 
Like <laughs> it's it's he gave the reason you do send it on as the reason not to. So weird, bastard. I've even heard some descriptions of it saying that it maybe had some fur in addition to the scaly skin. Yeah, yeah, like a Which combo. Yeah, like the 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 scales were on the hands and face, but yeah. there's fur elsewhere. Yeah, I'm telling you, when you put wild animals in a swamp, particularly near amorous alligators, they will breed with mammals. We learned this last week. We're learning it again. Yeah. Every time there's a critter in a swamp, it's because reptiles and mammals can't keep their pants on. Now, there's a drawing that uh, this Chris Davis kid did in 1988 of what he saw, basically. Uh, It's worth a look. Yeah. If you Google it up, you can definitely tell the claws on there. Uh, the rest of it kind of looks like a fat gray alien, right? Gray alien, gray alien. But um, it's pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, and uh, after that spike in sightings, they kind of died off. But they do occasionally get sightings and and uh, occurrences of attacks of this thing, even up to today. I mean, I think one of the biggest recent attacks came in maybe 2011, I think, where uh, somebody's car apparently got got towed up. Yep. Yeah, and they, you know, people, I mean, every anything that happens now is Lizard Man. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's been over and over, every time something has come up, proven otherwise, which is interesting because at least in a, a public interest sense, because people think it's Lizard Man, someone actually does the work. Someone yeah. will actually go and test the blood that they find because otherwise people are like, I don't know what it is. Why? I don't have the, we don't have the budget for that. Right. This ain't no CSI show. Um, this ain't no game dog. Yeah. So they had, they had a, a guy who uh, swore that he had shot and wounded it. Yeah. Um, and he presented some scales and blood. Uh, it turns out, no, he was just trying to get some attention. He actually got busted. He got arrested for illegally carrying a firearm. Um, there was, uh, another woman who, uh, saw her, her car got messed up. Some of her, her cats went missing and they, again, they did the work and they were like, no, this is from a dog, probably maybe even a coyote or something like that. Like they tested the blood. They, and so at least there's, they're clearing through a lot of what otherwise just be local mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. So, so hooray for the lizard man for pushing some of this through. But uh, that also helps the the kind of the tourism of the area. Not that oh, yeah. you know every place has to make their money from tourism or anything. But they definitely, like you said, there's some shirts that are selling. There's... They have a lizard man 5K. Let's go there and run it. <laughs> Let's do it. I wonder I've, when that I've is. Gotta, I've got to run a, a a 1K first. Uh, you know what? I oh. am I am a giant fatty pants, and I I can and have and will continue to run 5Ks. Any any human being that does not disqualified by a doctor can make it through 5K. All right. Well, I'll start looking for a doctor then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think that maybe we should. You know, we'll go on a road trip. We'll hit South Carolina. We'll go to the Mothman Festival, Point Pleasant. That'd be great. Yeah. We'll we'll, we we'll go up through uh, uh, Goatman territory. Oh my God. That would be the greatest road trip ever. You know what? Kickstarter funds our road trip. We make a documentary about it. We'll we'll do the Eastern Seaboard, and then next Kickstarter we'll do the Western, and oh we'll hit up Bat Squatch. Yep, and we'll hit up uh, Chupacabra. And I, I hope you guys <laughs> like footage, uh, shaky cam footage of, of us just hiking around and cracking dumb jokes to people who are not impressed, because that's what it'll be. I'm that's we're gonna do that. That's worth fun. it. That sounds fun. And uh, then, uh, and we can we can even end up 
maybe uh, Mel Evans can help us uh, help us out with the Pine Barrens. Oh my God, yes! Go up there and look for the old Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. El Diablo de Jersey. <laughs> Jersey is the devil. Uh, so and, I mean, and that's and that's the beauty of it. Now it's just local folklore. You can buy T-shirts at truck stops. Sure, sure. Let's say I got I got assaulted I mean, by a lizard man, and all he left me was this T-shirt. <laughs> they probably cut holes in it to make it oh, seem. Oh, like I hope take. so. I hope they do. Cottage so, industry. Awesome. And uh, if you're in the uh, South Carolina area, make sure you listen to Tito and Glenn in the morning. <laughs> That's right. You're only home for classic rock. Oh man. Deep cuts, rare albums, live tracks, bootlegs. Dave. Yeah. We just got through. The 16th cryptid. Oh, my God. We did competition. it. We did it. I feel like a weight has been lifted from me. But, but, it, but, oh, a bigger weight just got put on because now we head into the final selection phase. That's true. Whoa. And uh, a part of that weight comes in the form of heavy, heavy puns. Puns. Now, I'm going to do something I haven't done before because I'm going to clear it because I know you're not going to do it and I know I'm not going to do it. And I'm actually pre. It's, it's like a it's like a strategic burn that they do before fire season, so that the fire doesn't go everywhere. Sure, there's no we're, there's no one's allowed to do a hermaphrodite he she he see he she she he pun. Okay, it's too easy. I'm closing it out. I'm sorry, Greg. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine with me. Uh, who wants to start? Why don't you kick it off? Okay, I have. An Australian spirit that is able to produce fireworks. Oh. It's called the Jubilee Me. Oh, you got some X-Men in there. Yep. Jubilee Me. Jubilee sucked. <laughs> Nobody was ever impressed. She was just a sulking teenager with a bad trench coat. But your pun was better than Jubilee. Jubilee didn't choose those powers. They were thrust upon her. Yeah. She made the best of what she... She could have just kept her mouth shut and been a teenager. <laughs> I loved in the cartoons how Kate, like her job in every fight was just to show up for less than one second, shoot some fireworks in the guy's eye, and then haul ass out of there. Yep. <laughs> that was her job. Yep. Uh, <laughs> she, She's a shock trooper. Her her superpower could have been just carrying a bucket of mud <laughs> and achieve the smack smack. <laughs> just just throw your bucket and run. <laughs> now, uh, one thing that any good anthropologist will tell you is how important balance was to uh, the Aboriginal people of Australia. And so while you had the Mimis, which are these, these, these thin, frail creatures that you, was very difficult uh, to find, they were in the crevices, there was also these inordinately giant, loud, rotund creatures called Simis. <laughs> they were all killed by the Aborigines for being so irritating. Oh, yeah. that's too bad. Yeah. Of course, they were just trying to teach the Aborigines to sit around and <laughs> not do anything. Why don't you guys all just watch TV with us, eh? (laughs) That was their laugh, and then they all got killed. No, no, the good part to cook up there on the barbie is the uh, fat. You want to eat the fat of them. Get that roux over here. Eat the fat. Just the fat. (laughs) Just the fat, fat, fat. fat. Uh, What else you got for us, Flora? All right. um, I have a movie trailer for you. Oh, okay. Or a, a bit of one. In a world... Where a man from Kansas is transported to the Philippines. He must defeat the wicked vampire of the East. This summer, James Franco 
and Ding Dong Dantes. Ching ching. In Oz Wang. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Um, you know, actually, uh, Mr. Dantes actually made a huge amount of money. I don't know if they'll be able to afford him for too much longer because of the lucrative uh, endorsement deals he got. From the Oswang movie. From the Oswang? Yeah, from the Oswang movie. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, one of the hottest sellers in the Philippines is the uh, Oswang Ding Dong Man Thong. <laughs> it's got a little little picture of him being harassed by a, an Oswang, but mm-hmm. it's just on the front. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of real estate on the back. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, that's definitely merchandising for oh, the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. We're not in the Philippines anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to jump ahead to uh, uh, Lee County here. Oh, yeah, do it. Do it. We don't have to be in order. I have a curtain shop called the Lizard Man of Drape Store Swamp. Oh, boo. <laughs> oh, God. Couldn't end on that one. Uh, well, did you know that uh, Tito and Glenn were actually able to uh, elevate their station? They're not even on the radio anymore. They, they wrote a, a pilot. Oh, wow. And they got a, a TV show, kind of a derivative uh, a little bit of a, of a previous uh, Southern adventure TV show from the uh, early '80s, but it's called the uh, the Hazard Man of Escape or Swamp, and it's about it's about the two of them driving around, <laughs> evading the law. <laughs> it's right, Some, straightening the curves. It's right, flattening the hills. Someday in the layers I might get them, but, but the law never will. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, you better hurry up and get in the car before we get caught by that crazy old sheriff. Don't forget to play a little bit of classic rock on the way. That's all right. That's what I was planning on doing. Let me get my bow out. (laughs) I see. Wow, that might have to be a preview when we when we film our our full version for horsepower. <laughs> what uh, what kind of car do they drive? Because I know we cannot find we're not going to find a, a Charger anywhere. No, it's a Ford Taurus. It's a Taurus, but it still has uh, the Confederate flag painted. Oh, of course it does. The yes, it. yeah. But but they're they're <laughs> but it's just on the top. So that, like, unless you're in a truck or something, because they're like, well, we don't want to really, like, scream the stars and bars. We don't want to get beat up all the time. So it's, it's like, just on the top in the middle, and it's just, like, eight and a half by 11. Are there are there uh, doors soldered shut, or, or is it no, another part of the car? No, no, but but the, the passenger side door just doesn't work. <laughs> it's, it's like the a, child locks are it's, broken, it's so an, the back windows can never go down. Yeah, it's an 88 Taurus. I mean... <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> All right, I got one to go. All right. This one, uh, this was an advert Ooh. Uh, to join the Finnish Navy, the <sighs> Navy of Finland. Uh-huh. Do you like to water ski-sea? Go diving under sea-sea? Then join up bravely with the Finnish Navy. It'll be your cup of tea-sea. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a limerick. I got it. The advert's a limerick. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any iambic endeavors for this one. Uh, mine is a, uh, a shop for the troll with with fashion sense and style, uh-huh. and it's called the Shishi Hisi. <laughs> it's like tailored suits for trolls and goblins, because <laughs> they need to look good too. 
Right? Even more than most folk. <laughs> the the spokesman is like this grizzled old goblin and <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee. <laughs> as long as you get teeth taste. Oh God! I want I want a a gif of just you doing that over and over, and we have to put it on the website. I don't even know how to make one, but we're gonna learn just so I can have that on there. And you're gonna have a little. Oh my God! You're gonna have a little section of the website. Where every week you just write your thought of the week, and it's going to be called David's Taste, <laughs> with the little gif of you doing that. Oh, gross. Oh, I love that. So, uh, awesome, you guys. That that does it for the last contestants for us in the last mm-hmm. puns. You guys, send us puns of your own. If yeah, Any of it. these. You've got 16 uh, awesome, ugly ladies to, to choose from. Uh, to send us a pun from yeah whatever you want I mean uh, I mean come on I, we get puns from you guys still about Alistair Crawley so we're we're giving you fresh hot ammunition that's right uh, more importantly though go onto the website and vote for your favorite cryptid yeah take take control of this this is in your hands we're not voting did you know that that's right we have no say in this none we just present you the the hot steamy bowls oh, of chili so hot. So and steamy. and you guys uh, eat them up, and mm-hmm. then you you tell us which one you want us to make more of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, vote vote on the homepage there. Yep. Or on the twitters. Uh, if you want to send or on us Facebook, that way, we don't whatever, care. Man, whatever. Just uh, uh, make sure you go if you want to be entered into the sweepstakes. Go onto the site, enter your first name and your email address, and you uh, you have a shot at it. Yeah. Simple as that, dog. Remember one uh, once a week. So if you haven't voted up till now, uh, and you're like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm going to do this," cause punch I, yourself. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to win the sweepstakes with just one vote in here. Uh, it can happen, man. That's right. There's still a chance. That's right. The time has come. Oh, thank God! I am so excited to find I, out who is the winner of week three. Give it to me. I have the results of week three. Yes. So uh, to uh, recap. Our contestants for week three mm-hmm. are the Tickbalang, the Totsilverm, the Chon Chon, and the Shunka Waraki. Whoo, stiff competition, Dave. Really, they're all elegant predators, and they're amazing contestants, and they really put a lot of effort in. I don't envy the people who had to make those tough choices. Y'all know I'm Charles Barkley. <laughs> I just want to say, Shunka Waraki. Chin chin, <laughs> boomerang, y'all y'all good, y'all good. Titty worm, <laughs> hope one y'all win. <laughs> and who was that again? Y'all know me, I'm Charles Barkley. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Who's the winner of week three? All right. Because week three. I, wait, I'm I'm putting my guess out there. I'm I think it's gonna be the Chon Chon. That's my guess. Okay. Okay. Uh, week three. Uh huh. Winner of the week three, 2013. Miss Cryptid Contest yes. is the Chon Chon. Yes! Oh, I love being right. <laughs> I knew it. It had so much appeal. Yep. The Chon Chon garnered over half the votes this week. Nice. Yeah. And Chon Chon, Law and Order sound effect. Chon Chon. Chon Chon. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, so, congratulations, clear. Chon Chon. Landslide winner. Uh, well, I, yeah, it, it was actually a little closer than than the week before. Oh, uh, the week before, 
the Honey Island Swamp Monster yeah. took that one handily. Oh, uh, and I think the the Bat Squatch had a pretty pretty uh, good one, pretty landslidey victory now, too. I'm not going to tell you, the listeners, that there's sort of a quiet secondary competition going here because each week, Misters Flora and Stecco each select two of our contestants. <laughs> And we also keep track of who's who, who's getting the points for bringing things to the table. So, Bat Squatch, Honey Island Swamp Monster, and uh, I can't say it without without saying Snickleball, and uh, Chon Chon. Woo. Three out of the four that have made it. That's right. A, a flying purple Bigfoot. Uh-huh. We have a Louisiana Skunk Ape. A flapping disembodied vampire head Good. with talons. <laughs> who who who's the who's the unfortunate cryptid that has to fight against those guys? Well, it's going to be one of the ones that we heard uh, this week. Yeah, yeah. So, Ooh, I don't. Yeah, whoever whoever wins uh, this week really has their work cut out for them. Yep, and we'll find out uh, next week who the winner is, and then we'll have our final four. Yep, and I'm just putting the finishing touches on our glorious, beautiful trophies. And don't forget, you guys, log on there. Yeah, Blurry vote. photos, vote for your favorite. Uh, if you want to, nobody's forcing you to, but if you want to... I am forcing them to. Put, put your name and email address on there, and you'll yeah. get a chance to win your very own prize pack. Which, by the way, I'm... Um, Sort of galled and chagrined, but also excited by the fact that that's things really snowballing. Our prize pack is is kind of it, it's growing each week. Yeah, it's, it's we've we've like come we up, fed it after midnight. Yeah, it, it really is. It's it's starting to snowball on us. So, <laughs> kind of need to wrap this up before we keep having more ideas for the prize pack. True, true. So, get on it, you guys. Yep. Uh, so that's that has been this. This pretty much concludes. Yeah, the month of cryptids for us the the cryptid contest. Yeah, it sure uh, does. We, and and we just have now the playoffs. <laughs> it's all over just to crown a winner. It's all that's left. Get on there, vote. Uh, and next week when we have a brand new uh, hot, fresh popping buns uh, episode oh, man. for you of, yeah, of who I, knows what. Because you're like, okay, I mean, I, even I recognize sixteen cryptids. That's a lot. Yeah, that's been, and we've got. We're, I guarantee no cryptid next time. You're going to love because we've, we've been actually, because we've had a month to plan this one out. That's right. So you're going you're gonna to love. We got a little surprise sneaking up, sneaking up on you like a heesey in a dark alley. <laughs> this one, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be great, but it's like an ass wang through a catarang. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sleeping burglar of Bilford. <laughs> Next episode, though, you we will tell you the winner of uh, this week, week four, and then you will have set your final four cryptids. Yep. So you, uh, you'll have a brand new week to vote on the ultimate, the king or queen of cryptids yep. for 2013. Giant winners. And then the second show in June will tell you who yeah. won. That's right. We'll also draw for the winner of the sweepstakes. Yep. Who gets the golden goatman replica. And uh, <laughs> asterisk, uh, and uh, that'll that'll be a ton of fun. Yeah, so. I'm excited about it. I might even wear a, a tuxedo. That might that that might happen. Yeah, it won't happen. It won't happen. No, no, it is. This is podcast. We're wearing them now. <laughs> I'm wearing a spacesuit. Woo! So, uh, in the meantime, go on and tell your friends about us. Uh, uh, post. Uh, post on their Facebook pages. Get link them to us. Uh, tweet, retweet. Tweet some more. Detweet. Uh, untweet. 
pre-tweet. Yeah. And uh, uh, like us on Facebook. Go to StumbleUpon and figure that out. If you don't know our twi- Twitter handle, it is blurry underscore photos. Yep. And um, yeah, follow us on uh, uh, iTunes. And, uh, and, rate, and, and subscribe, yeah. whatever. Check out the website. Look Check at some the of the website. old episodes. You know, maybe you, maybe you missed one. Maybe you're new to listening. Mm-hmm, it's worth mm-hmm. going back there and listening to. Got some archives. Yeah, we even actually uh, we got an email this week. Uh, from a listener, Sheila. Oh man, then we have to play a uh, 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 listener mail sound. Oh really? Does it sound a little bit something like this? <laughs> yes, it yep, does. That's the one. That's, that's it. One. That, yeah. it. It checks out. It yeah. che- it's all an older code, Filipino, but it checks out. <laughs> all those Filipino children at the end. <laughs> Terrified because they have to run home before dusk. <laughs> Uh, Sheila wrote us in because she just listened to our uh, uh, fluoride conspiracy podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and this is what I love. I love engaged listeners. She could have used a little more research from us. Interesting. Okay. And and the thing that I loved is she gave us, I mean, I actually started going through this stuff. It's awesome. Like links and other information. And um, she she didn't like how, uh, how, how credible we considered it to be. But that's what we do. We have to consider everything. Hmm. And then when the microphones are off, we mock it relentlessly. <laughs> so thank you so much. I, there's nothing I love more than an active listener. And uh, so thank you very much. High five, Sheila, who also wants you to know she's not a real doctor. Oh. Yeah. Well, which, I'm, which is I'm not either. It was, it was kind of an odd thing because at no point did she present herself as a doctor. So it's, it's like saying, I'm Dave Stecco, not a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes you start to think about it. So maybe she is a doctor. Oh, no. Thank you, Sheila, for writing in. That's awesome. Uh, I, I'm going to definitely check out these links because I, yeah. I love more information on, on this stuff. And please, if any of you guys find things that are contradictory or, or, or outright ridiculous about us, we want to know. We want to know. If, if there's more that you know that, that we haven't been able to find, please yeah. tell us. Well, I'm looking at you, Finland. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. So uh, that does it for this episode of Blurry Photos. Oh, the end of a magnificent month is kind of bittersweet. That's true. That's true. Because on one hand, I'm like, man, that was great and fun. But on the other hand, I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm full up on cryptids. Yeah. Full up. It means uh, a whole month full of uh, all kinds of juicy oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're going to get so weird with it now. <laughs> so uh, for this episode, I have been Ding Dong David Flora. And I'm the Dave Man of Skateboar Swamp Stecco. <laughs> oh, buddy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Worst flavor to leave in the listener's ear mouth. You're gonna like the way we live. <laughs> I And it looks like it likes to beat up on your car, so uh, take the ex-wife's ride to work today. Tito and Glenn in the morning. All right, we're going to check out the uh, weather cam right now. Let's see if we can see him from the eye in the sky. 
Uh, guys, I uh, can't see anything out there this morning. Uh, got a lot of haze. Uh, the swamp's pretty foggy today, but uh, watch out, everybody, uh, over I-20 there. Because uh, I think there's a... <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's try to clear up the haze with a little credence. Clearwater revival for your drive to work. There's a bad moon on the rise. That was the CCR song I was thinking about too. Well done. Yes. All right. I think I think we've uh, Jesus. beat that bit into the ground.